Ryan, Tony, and Chris We can't guarantee that you're gonna look great. But if you wanna stay in shape, well, you better hit the chinwits. Welcome to the Jim Woods Podcast. I'm Ryan George. I'm Justin Guild, a.k.a. Chef Sonic. And I'm Tony Marinucci, a.k.a. Tips with Tony, a registered dietitian. And we are the Jim Wits. So today's going to be a different podcast for us. I don't know if there's going to be much uh, fitness talk. Um, and if you're an avid podcast listener like me, I, you, know, may, you, know, you might have listened to many podcasts kind of switch up formats or really focus on, on kind of current events. Um, but, you know, I think it's something that's important to talk about. Um, I couldn't, you know, the, the, the last couple of weeks, I really haven't had the motivation to, to write a podcast episode, but I wanted to get together with you guys. Um, and, you know, it's always fun, it's fun to chat about anything, but I think this is, you know, uh, you know, who would have, I saw, saw a funny, um, like meme, and, you know, I'm going to butcher the meme, but it basically was like, uh, you know, COVID, you know, it's like a, re- like a, a sports kind of reference. And it was like COVID had like a 27 to three lead on racism and blew it. And you know, it kind of seems like that's the story right now. It's like that, that uh, you know, the, the protests, um, you know, that were kind of sparked by the George Floyd killing have really kind of dominated um, the media and in a lot of ways, you know, rightfully so. Um, and uh, yeah, it's something I guess, you know, we'll talk about and see, you know, see, you know, how we're all kind of handling, you know, or this situation, if, if what we've learned, um, and maybe if we can add some insight, you know, th- this isn't going to be an episode to like bash police, um, you know, and, and I would invite, I know we have listeners that are all over the place, you know, all over the political spectrum and we have listeners um, that are police and, you know, know yeah. And I mean, that I, are yeah. of every different uh, race and nationality and religion. Yeah. So I think it'd be important that like, you know, I think it's important if you're if you have not if your lived experience is not kind of involved um, mistreatment by police, um, that you listen to people who have and and just kind of get hear their experience. Um, and I think that goes a long way to to maybe understanding what what's going on is whether it's it's you're listening to us talk about it, which you know they're far better and <laughs> more you know people to to listen to about about the systems and what's going on. But but um, I think it's important to to listen. And that too, where it's like, you know what, if we have people that do listen to us that maybe don't listen to other things, then, then we're, you know, we'll share a little bit of how we feel. And I'm sure there might be a little bit of disagreements on some of the stuff. So, sure. Well, yeah. And I also think our perspective is just helpful. Like we're not, none of us are saying that we are like leaders in, and I, the fact that this is even political is disgusting, to be honest. I, I will just say that like, this is based off the human race, although I know mm-hmm. systematically there's issues, but like, it's, it's really screwed up that that's where the conversation's going. Um, but with that being said, like, especially people who live in other countries who maybe aren't exposed to the racism that's here in the United States, or maybe, maybe you don't even have like black friends or, you know, black people other than listening to, you know, Ryan on the podcast. Like, I think it'd be interesting to hear perspective, just to hear, um, you know, personally what maybe Ryan, maybe what you've experienced growing up in Brooklyn versus, um, Justin, didn't you guys both grow up in Brooklyn together? We grew up in Manhattan. In, yeah. Oh, so Manhattan. I, in the I city. grew up in Brooklyn until I was in middle school. Then I moved to Manhattan and that's where it came But met. And then you met Justin there. Yeah. Right? So it'd yeah. be interesting to hear. I'm curious. And I don't know, like, guys, we didn't plan this podcast. So we were just yeah. winging it. But I, I would be curious to hear if you guys were just treated differently in living in the same exact location. I feel like there's probably a couple stories you could share about that. Uh, no? <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, what, what's interesting is um, growing up, 
I think, you know, as a kid, I, and so this is like, and this goes into like the kind of systemic um, nature of, of the racism and how it can affect you is kind of for me growing up having, um, you know, mixed, mixed race and, and um, both seeing, you know, the kind of the, the whiter side of, of, of the, of the world when you're, you know, in certain areas of Manhattan and then the, you know, darker side, you know, and, and I mean, blacker, you're more, more, you know, where you're, where in Brooklyn, um, you see the difference in how people are treated. And I think as a Kid, I wanted to be white. You know, it's this weird feeling mm. of like being almost ashamed of being black because of the depiction, especially in the '80s, the depiction of black people in the media, and um, and in a lot of ways, I think that clouded as a kid that clouded my own kind of view of the world because that you you were it was ingrained in you, and that's the thing is like you know going through school it was ingrained in you that that kind of being black was to be you know potentially a criminal, and um, you know so and it's like I don't know it was never overt, not right, but you definitely felt that. Um, just be, being pushed through the media, through everything you'd see on TV, it was all all about the crime and the crack epidemic, and and uh, it was always black faces that were being arrested and black faces that were, you know, in trouble. And so, you know, even if, uh, you know, so so yeah, it was weird. It wasn't until I really got, you know, I got to high school, and uh, that that started to shed a little bit. And um, so. For me, it's like I didn't, you know. It's interesting because, like, as a as a kid, I didn't notice anything. But then, as an adult, you start realizing, oh wow, you know. Like, I mean, and, and it's little things. Like, for example, um, the way in school, you know, you kind of downplayed even like slavery. That it was like, you know, it was less about, you know, how horrible it was and and the long lasting effects. But they kind of highlighted, um, you know, freeing slaves and they high and even mm-hmm. the, talking about George Washington. One of the funniest you know, things I remember very distinctly and i do remember this as a kid being like that's not right it's like they were you know they would lionize washington and be like oh he had slaves but but he released them all when he died and it was and as if that was like a really noble great thing and it was like huh that's kind of strange so he he went his entire life owning people and then we're gonna we're gonna you know talk about how great he was that he he freed them after he died that doesn't really make sense and, and you know i think there's this kind of rewriting a lot of um just american history and uh, or at least know, re, re, I, I, reframing. reframing reframing of american history in, yeah. in a way that we you know so that we can shed our you know kind of racist um you know and it's, and again it's like not that everybody is racist but that the system we grew up in you know, is and, and 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 is built on it, and that we're, we're so the United good. States is the United States is built on genocide, for, so for the yeah, most yeah. part. So like, so we're so quick <laughs> to kind of throw a, a blanket over it and kind of hide away from it, rather than I think really really face it. And and uh, you know, I think that's a large part of of the issue. And so growing up, I think you really you know it's hard. It, it was it's a weird situation because I don't notice it as a kid growing up as much until again, then when I got into high school, I think the other issue is then we get to like the police brutality is, is you start witnessing, um, you know, police behaving badly and, and you be, you know, um, become a, you know, a target. <laughs> and, you know, I've had a, I've had, you know, a dozen maybe bad experiences. Luckily I was never like attacked. Um, and, and I never had a horrible situation, but I, I've had myself personally, a bunch of bad experiences. Um, and, and it's like, yeah, have I done illegal stuff in my life? I mean, nothing crazy, but I was never in any interaction with the cops. I was never doing anything illegal. And so did not deserve to be kind of treated, um, in, in the yeah. way that I, you know, did. And, um, and I've seen worse and, and I know people who've dealt, dealt with worse. And so, you know, then you start kind of, your eyes start opening up and obviously, you know, we, we know, you know, it's, we know, 
that it's been all throughout, you know, all, you know kind of all over me. Well, I guess it's not the type of media you, you watch or pay attention to, but that, you know, I mean, systemic racism, you know, it is a thing. And we do have a system that, that seems to, you know, really target um, black people and you know, black males um, in a way that it doesn't other people. And, and I think everyone needs their eyes open to that. And I think that, you know, understanding that perspective and understanding why it's there and how to, you know, and kind of figuring out ways to, to fix it is, is really important now. We, you know, we see just in, in what's happened recently, but this, I mean, like this kind of stuff has been going on for so long. It's only that now we have cell phone cameras, you yep. know, because mm-hmm. uh, in the past, it's like something like that, like what happened to George Floyd. It's like, oh, well, you know, they would have said, okay, he resisted arrest. They probably did. I think, you know, he resisted arrest and, you know, whatever um there you know there's an old guy that got shoved by the cops i don't know if you saw that a 75 year old man who it was in protesting in buffalo and a couple of cops just shoved him you know he was bleeding from his ear had to get taken to the hospital and it police report said he tripped but you watch it it's like no they literally shoved him yeah it's ridiculous like that where it's you know and i think and i remember another thing i do remember as a kid is my dad saying like you know basically you know police word in court is gold like you know they're generally trust anything they say is, is believed and, um, you know, so you have all these situations that have been probably going on for, you know, decades. Um, oh, since the, since yeah. police forces have existed. And, you know, here, you know, and it was like, well, they, you know, they, you know, we believe the cop. And, and now we're seeing like, there are a lot of these situations where yeah, it's only because we have uh, cell phone videos that we can seriously believe it. Yeah. And the people, what's crazy is I, I know someone, a friend of mine, um, who his, his roommate in college, um, was, was shot by the police and the, all over the tabloids, it came out that he was resisting arrest. He wasn't listening. And that's kind of why it happened. And he was a football player. He was 20 years old. He was probably going to be like in the NFL. He had a whole career ahead of him. He was a good kid. And there was basically that that was the story and that was what was believed. And then finally, so this is to highlight, there are some good cops out there. Mm-hmm. His partner finally spoke out and actually released the video cam because originally there was no body cam. Somehow there was no video of it. And it was just taking the police's word that the partner finally came out, sh- showed the video and he was 100% compliant. Yeah. And it's just like, you don't, one second, something escalates and now this kid is dead. And we are only hearing about it after the fact because someone decided to step up and be that better person. So imagine just so many of the stories that we don't hear about or that people aren't speaking about. And you're right. It's just because of the cameras. That's the only reason why. The, The fact that what happened to George Floyd, if it wasn't caught on video, could like those man the all four of those police officers would have gotten away with it or if anything maybe lost their job like that's usually what happens they usually lose their job they they don't get charged or anything it's ridiculous yeah Yeah. it's sad and i think that's the other you know i mean i I think with with the police i think there are a few issues at play you know we people you know there's obviously there's the um there's training you know i think that there you know, there. I, I don't know if it's not getting you know de-escalation training um, or or working out ways to manage people that are dealing with you know mental illness because there are also situations where people are meant you know you know how do you work with someone who's mentally ill? Uh, you know, do you just shoot them too? You know, right. like, so I think that there are ways. There's some some aspect of the training that that um, needs to be better. Um, I, I think there's a cultural problem with monk police. So that's the other, other issue. Is like, I think that. Yeah, like I don't think all 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 cops are bad, 
Um, but I think the the problem is that you know, so I, I was thinking we were playing Dungeons and Dragons, and I had this like analogy where so you have the evil cops, right? So like like good, evil, and neutral. So you have the evil cops, which are the ones that are gonna shoot and you know ask questions later and and are racist and and you know whatever. Then you have the good cops are, are the ones like you talked about that will release the body cam footage and, and that will not kind of stand behind that blue wall and it will speak out for what's right. And then you have the neutral ones, which, yeah, they're not going to actively go and try to kill people, but they're also, you know, they're, they're going to, they're not going to rat out their friends or rat out their coworkers mm-hmm. or their brothers or sisters. And so I think the problem is that we, we seem to be lumping the the neutral, like when we talk about the good cops versus bad cops or bad apples, we lump the neutral ones in with the good ones because they're not actively being bad. But I think we need to switch. They need to be lumped in with the bad ones. Absolutely. You know, because at the end of the day, complacency um, the only is, thing, compliance yeah. is, is, is just as bad as being yeah. a perpetrator standing. Exactly. And, and so I think that that's a situation that needs to change, uh, you know, among police is that, that they need to be able to speak out and not feel like they'll be, you know, I'm sure a lot of it's fear, fear of rep- retribution. I read a little thing about that, you know, uh, examples of cops speaking out and getting fired. And so, you know, there, that's, a, that's problematic. And so I think that, that, we, you know, it's not enough to not do harm, you know, or to not actively hurt people. You have to fight for, you know, it's right. If you, if you really want it to change, you know, as a mm-hmm. system. And I think the other thing is just consequences. And, and the problem is that, you know, even in situation where there's video, you know, like Eric Garner, there were no consequences. And so, yeah. you know, or, you know, if you have to fight like, you know, hell for it. So, you know, even though the, the four cops in Minneapolis were arrested, there's no guarantee that they're going to get convicted. And so I think that, that the, the one, the officers that do display this kind of aggression and violence need to face consequences. And, right. uh, yeah. And, you know, maybe police departments as a whole. And I think there is this kind of push to defund police departments. And, um, you know, they're, you know I, I don't know, I'm not sure how I feel because like, I haven't read enough about it. But I think that, you know, you, there needs to be systems in place that, that they face consequences for their actions. And then I think that, you know, that's the only way you kind of start to, to change it. And also, like, there, I think that there is, you know, I don't know if it's like a chicken or the egg, you know, which comes first. But, like, I think there's a certain type of person that gets drawn towards becoming, a, you know, that, a police officer or it turns you into a certain type of person. Cause I've experienced, you know, firsthand just this kind of aggression and this, this, uh, you know, we always say it and maybe it is that it, it turns you into it a little bit that people ha- that have some like, you know, we'll, you know, like the security guard at like the rec center tends to act like they're, you know, better, you know, have this kind of sense of, power over you and, and and wields it in a weird way and uh maybe that you know it's like that with with cops that they have this power over you and they, they demand respect and uh they demand you treat them a certain way and uh you know there, there's a certain bit of humility that has to come with being in that position like you have to have there's restraint like you can't you don't get away with like you know if somebody even if someone calls you a name or something like that's not grounds to like beat them up or arrest them. Like there's a restraint that comes with the territory and it's our job. You know, I wouldn't want to do it and I respect people that do do it. But you also, when, when, when you make that decision for that to be your career, I think there is a certain level of restraint that you have to show um, because you, you're in that kind of position of power. Yeah. I think that, um, and sort of we, we, we've jumped into, into the macro look of it that as with most things, the, the answer comes from the top. When you don't have proper leadership and, and sort of con- and consequences goes into that, you're going to see things like this happen. If, if you have consequences, if you have good leaders, police chiefs, ch- chiefs, 
mayors that are basically laying the smack down and saying this cannot happen and there will be consequences for it, then you'll start to see the, the system improving. But as long as you have uh, as, as you know, bad apples are, are, are given slaps on the wrist they're protect and people are protecting each other and there's no fear of, of, of consequence. There's no, well, why, why change? Especially if, if you're in a position of power, it's, you're always going to want to keep that power. If you like the status quo, you're going to try to keep it. So I feel that there has been a, a history of, of lack of consequences and lack of, 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 of quality leadership. And right now, a prime example of that is in Manhattan with, with de Blasio, who's quite possibly the worst mayor in the history of New York, is just handling the, the situation just so poorly. And I think there's, there's been a big history of, of that um, and when things come from the top. When, when, when things are handled poorly at the top, you can expect it to be handled, things to be handled poorly at every um, mm-hmm. junction on the way down. Yeah, that's yeah. so funny because like, I want to like de Blasio, but he's so incompetent. Um, well, so speak, so how, how have been things been in Nashville as far as the protests and? Uh, there have been protests. Uh, yeah. Things haven't gotten, uh, things ha- haven't really gotten violent. There hasn't been, um, uh, looting and 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 rioting like there have been in other places like uh, like New York, for instance. So, but there have been people have been protesting and uh, you know speaking up. Well, I mean, I think that's the the crazy thing. It's it's such a it's a shock that it's taken it's a life of its own. I you know because there've been so many, I think you become a little desensitized to it. And, um, you know, we just have this every few weeks, there's an, there's some story of somebody getting, you know, an unarmed person getting killed. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know what it is. Uh, you know, I mean, it was brutal. I don't know if you guys watched the, the full video. Um, oh, sorry. Hold on a second. But yeah, yeah, it was, it, it's, it's particularly brutal and um hard to watch and i don't know what about it triggered you know, i'm sure maybe it has a little bit to do with people just kind of being inside and and this the anxiety of dealing with the sure. disease and loss of jobs um and just all that's going on you pent up and that that was sure. the kind of straw that broke the camel's back but sure um, i think uh it, it, you know like the I, anvil that broke the camel's back yeah and, and weirdly like i oh, i'm sorry i've got it's like trying to talk about this and the dogs are <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, you have this. Uh, it, it's crazy because I, I never expected that, it, you know, something like this to happen so powerfully and so with so many people and uh, just so long lasting. And the fact that it's happening not only in the US, but in other countries. Yeah. And it, you know, I'm actually a little optimistic that maybe, it, you know, it will affect change. And, and I think that, I think you know, it it's like, like anything with the media, I think um, the violence and the looting has been, you know, highlighted, but it's most 99% has been, you know, has been peaceful. And I think the, um, you know, then there's some questions as to the violence. Like some, I think, you know, it's crazy that we live in this time, but there's some weird, like, you know, these white right wing kind of agitators that are also not that they're sure. the only ones doing it, but there are people involved that might, you know, there was a the video of a, a guy that is actually a cop who was like breaking down windows. And so you have these, this, it's a strange time where you, you know, these things that would normally sound like conspiracy theories, like we're actually seeing 
happening mm. um, in the midst of it. But but I think the good thing is that even though like a lot of the media narrative has been about the violence and looting, it, it is it's not stopping it, and it's still happening. You know, they're they're still going on strong, and it might actually affect change. Like it actually looks like you know uh, uh, you know, and this is one of the things that it is to be an American to be American. Yeah. And one of the you know there are a lot of reasons to not be proud <laughs> to, to be American, especially you know, right now. But I think that's one of the things that is that we do have a you know we are you know a history of protesting you know yep. things that are wrong and that we can kind of do that and and the, that the activism seems to be having an effect and that you know it's getting people engaged and I, you know i think at the end of the day you know after the protesting you know you, you know, we then now have to vote people out and and uh keep the awareness and not get complacent and not forget you know what's going on mm-hmm. yeah i think this is just the beginning and it you know and unfortunately like and i think also to not only are is everybody responding the way they are um and it's really taken like a light and like and more people are becoming more aware um i don't you know i like you said with what happened with george floyd is just like a, it's happening every week where we're hearing that a uh, a black man is or even women there's women that have been um you know mistreated not even by the police just by you know everyday yeah, people like well there's I mean, yeah there's a situation of like you don't even have to be a cop to do like they're the guy yeah it's disgusting him. yeah <laughs> like it's just crazy and i think that um but i think what would really like you said in addition to just everyone being home i think the video footage of how nonchalantly that police officer just stayed at and while this man begged for his life for eight minutes and i think it was eight minutes and 46 seconds or something like that like disgusting and like with his hands in his pockets I had my boyfriend on my podcast um to share his perspective and everything and he made a really good point he's like you you instill power or control when you feel threatened he had his hands in his pockets with his his shoulders slouched he yeah. clearly wasn't threatened yeah. for eight minutes. Yeah. You know, yeah. everyone, I went to a silent protest the other day and we had, they had us take a knee in honor of him for eight minutes and however many seconds. You know how uncomfortable that was? Like yeah. just to sit on your knee, like the fact that this man just, it was just, just straight evil in his eyes. And I think yeah. that's what people saw. The fact that you can, and, and the fact that three other cops were there watching and on top yeah. of him. Exactly. Like the, yeah. Like that, that's an issue. Like you can't argue that. So we, everyone, although we know that this has been going on for years, I think just that, that vision, that sight of really like how in broad daylight, broad daylight, as if like, it's just chilling. Like that's, that's insane. And I think people are finally waking up and realizing like, if you're, people are even arguing, like, like you said, these guys might not even really, even though they're getting charged, they might not get convicted. Yeah. Like, so I, I think, that, I think people will. are recognizing I, that he will. He has a history also too. Yeah. Of well, that, complaints. That's so that, the craziest part. So that's the other thing. It's like, that's where the consequences matter because he's got, he was involved. He was in a, I think it was like a chase where people were died because of an accident. There was another, like at least one or two officer involved shootings involving him where he killed people. So it's like, this isn't the first time. Right. And so like that is the first time he got caught. Yeah. It's like that guy should not be on the street. Uh, you know, he, he clearly was a danger to, to, you know, society. And so it's like, that's the issue is we need to rid those types of, of people from, from the police department. Like they, they can't, you know, they can't exist in, in that world. Like they, you know, clearly he should not have been there. And, um, you know, so, so yeah, I think there's, 
it's yeah it's, it's just it's mind-boggling that you know that the, but that they're bad actors like that and um i mean it's i just think it, it again it's like people we, like black people have been saying for a long time like we're targets of police and i think that now this is being highlighted it's very hard for you know people to to deny that and i think that's why you know it, it becomes like it does become politicized um and then you know there's the, you'll, you'll see like they'll try to talk about oh well, he had a criminal history or he had you know this person did that or what and it's like well that yeah, doesn't but you're matter you're not supposed like, to be tried like, on the yeah, street yeah, exactly yeah. like and you don't deserve to die like yeah. even the, like unless you committed murder intentionally <laughs> Like even people who do commit murder don't even get the death penalty or like sometimes they don't even get a whole life in jail. Like the yeah. fact that you are killing someone on the street before they even been to trial, like that's yeah. in America, you're supposed to be free to a trial yeah. and you're innocent until proven guilty. So yeah. yeah, no, exactly. So, and it's just a way to like uh muddy the waters and, and uh, you know, it, it, yeah, it's unfortunate because I think it is a situation that like, this is something that all Americans should rally around because yeah, at the end of the day, you know, while I think disproportionately black people and, and other minorities deal with, um, you know the problems with with policing it's not it's not they're they're not exclusive and there are plenty of white people who have had you know dealt with police brutality and and, and have dealt with you know um you know, issues relating to to bad, you know police officers so it's not just you know i think it it, it it's more you know disproportionately racial but it also is class um I saw, and I, I so saw a statistic today that said it, it, uh, if you're a black man is is 2.5 times more and I, I don't I don't even know how accurate this is. It's like basically you're you're you know you're twice or almost three three times as likely to to be killed by a police officer if you're black. Yes. It's crazy. You know, yeah. Like no. So yeah. So so and, and if like, you think about the 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 number, the, there's not that many black people in the United States compared to the overall. Well, like, that's what it is. It's based right. off ratio because a lot of people are arguing that white people get killed by the police yeah. too. But it's like, yeah, but if you do it there's, at the rate at which yeah. the proportion, it's just million, disgusting. Yeah, it's yeah. not exactly. Yeah, it's like there's more. Yeah, like that. I've heard that too. Like more people. Some people say, well, more white people were killed by cops than black people. And it's like, well, yeah, but black people make black people make up 13 percent of the population so yeah that's one would expect that to be the case yeah same thing mm -hmm. with with incarceration rates yeah too, exactly which like is just a whole yeah, other which, topic which is a whole other issue i mean but it comes back to like the yeah. this kind of systemic nature of it you know there's just like you 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 if you you take poverty and policing and even like the way that like i was i saw something the other day where there were, there were two kids like literally they were, they were 17 years old white kid and black kid same it was like the same judge same charges everything was the same the white kid got something like i like two years in jail and the black kid got like 20 something years you know so so you have a situation like that too where you have like you know you know unfairly treated um in the justice system sure. um, but but you know it, it it, um and it, and then kind of going back to my own experience is like it's it, it's not just that it's just like you're living in the world like you kind of if you're black and especially a male living in the world you you have to change the way you act in certain situations like like if i'm you know walking i mean just like little things like even the other day i'm like my, i'm walking into my building it's my building i live here i've been living here i've lived here for a year um but because somebody is you know white woman is white and you know, not not 
getting into that whole thing, but just like I naturally, because someone's walking in ahead of me, I slow down and wait until they get in and then I'll go in myself because I don't want them to be afraid that I'm like a bad actor or like if mm. I'm in this, if I get into an elevator in a, if, especially like in a fancier building and someone gets in with me, I have to change my posture and kind of like look, you know, almost deflate myself and, you know, look down and look sheepish or smile just so that they're not afraid. Or if you're kind of walking in the street, um, you know, behind somebody that you have to kind of walk at an angle or kind of, you know, so there's this weird, weird thing where, you know, you, you can't only be self-involved or self-aware, but you have to be aware of how other people perceive you and then try to make yourself be less fearful because otherwise they're going to clutch their, which I've had tons of times, like get into an elevator with somebody who just instinctively clutches their bag or like, you know, you're walking, you know, walking at a safe distance, but somebody will turn a corner, you know, turn or stop to the side or wait for you to pass. Like just, and, and I, you know, who knows how much of it is them actively thinking about it or not, but that there are just in the world, you know, just by being black, you, you're kind of automatically often perceived as, as uh, you know, as, potential threat and and uh again it's not you know and it's like you pretty much talk to any black male and they're gonna have similar experience sure. in, mm-hmm. in, in, you know interacting in the world where you're not only aware of your own your own presence but you have to be aware of how other again how others perceive you and then try to find ways to you know you can or cannot like there are parts of me now it's like you know what screw this like what like the other day when i was like i had to I slow myself down walking into my building i kind of caught myself like why am i doing this like yeah I, who cares like I'm not a threat. Like, why do I right. need to to make myself appear like less of a threat if I'm not? And it just goes back to kind of this thing that's ingrained in you, you know, from just interacting in this world for for so long that that does have this kind of component of it that that sees a black male as as a threat. And and I think this it finds its way into the minds of you know people and police officers. And and then even if you're not actively, even if you don't consider yourself racist, I think there's it's so ingrained that it's something that needs to be worked through in it and for some people that if you're unwilling to even kind of think about that or consider that you know it, it then I, I encourage you to because there's that's an aspect of the experience of somebody who who um it really kind of colors who who you are and and, and how you perceive the world and, and the one you know way we get to fixing it is like i'm not to say you know you know uh, you know, again, I'm not saying all these people that you know that instinctively again like clutches a bag that they're racist, but there's clearly a, well, it brings up a great there. point. Yeah. What, what what you're saying, and it was a term that I've heard of, but my girlfriend really let me know about it. It's a little something, and it's very related. It's something called white fragility, mm-hmm. and I'm not a sociologist, and I I I can't give you the best uh, explanation of it, but. W- when you hear when you when you see someone say something like oh you know all lives matter right mm-hmm. they don't they don't get it yeah. right the the reason why the black lives matter movement exists is because of <laughs> um centuries of of persecution and unfair treatment that needs to be brought to the attention of American public and of the world. So when you say something like, oh, all lives matter, right? That, that, that in itself is a racist statement, yeah. right? Because you are, you, you're, you're, you're belittling the, the concept of the, of the Black Lives Matter movement, which is bringing yeah. attention to this specific. No one's, yeah. no one's saying, no, of course all lives matter. Mm-hmm. Right. It's it, like it, it's just the, it's a, it's a dumb statement. Of course, all yeah. lives matter. They're they're completely missing. The, they're com- 
completely missing the point. And uh, and we could go into many explanations of why that is out out of out of fear, out of being uncomfortable. Right? As no one wants to be, no one wants to be called a racist. Yeah. But right when you are sort of similar to what you mentioned before that uh the the neutral the you know the neutral character in the D, right <laughs> is not actually neutral if yeah. you're standing by and you're watching like the, the 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 police officers that were standing by were just as culpable yeah exactly oh yeah right so if you are in in society if you are you know, saying things like, oh, all lives matter um, or any of those sort of, uh, you know, you know, or any sort of those excuses that is being culpable as well. Right. And, and we need we need everyone to change. We need everyone to open their eyes. Well, yeah, it dismisses what Black Lives Matter um, kind of stands for. And that, you know, yeah, it's like we we and I guess, you know, there's like the it should have, you know, not that it should have been, but like you know, Black Lives Matter too, then, you know, makes it a little clearer that you were not, you know, it's not, yeah, nobody's saying that. The it's fact only, that you have to even say that yeah. Black Lives Matter, like, yeah. like, that's the problem. Like, yeah, exactly. And actually, actually, all lives don't matter because it, some people believe Black lives don't matter. Yeah. So therefore, all lives matter will, will only make sense when Black lives matter. Yeah. And the other issue is like when people say that, it's like, well, they don't believe that about immigrants or, you know, they, they've got, you know, people kind of in cages and down that's, south. Yeah, and then that's the irony. That's the irony about it. Exactly. So yeah. it's like the people that say all, all lives matter generally mean like all white lives matter, you know, yeah. and, and and I don't, you know, want to think about anybody. You know, it's yeah, it's like it's not a... Yeah, it, it just means it's meaningless to say that because and it oh no, it's not meaningless. It's point. it's actually well yeah. harmful. Yeah, you know you're right. You're absolutely you know you're right. I, I think I I mean the saying it is meaningless because there's not but you but it is a harmful thing to say because it does diminish. Um, um, sorry, no, I was going to say part but, of it might just be not being educated and being aware because I know like you put me back a few years ago, even though I you know I'm aware of racism and all that, I like, and this is my white privilege and I'm going to be really honest. My white privilege was just, I wasn't into politics. I wasn't really into movements like this. That's just, I wasn't, didn't consider myself an activist. Like I just took that role and obviously it just means that I was ignorant and I didn't educate myself enough. So this is also, I just want to be aware, like there's always room to educate yourself, to grow, to become more aware. So hopefully you're hearing this and recognizing like, Oh, maybe I didn't hear that perspective before perspective before. And now you hear it. Well, a lot um, of it, you know, yeah, it's interesting. Like, I think almost it, it comes back. It goes, not that it goes. So there's, a, like, I've heard this people say, you know, oh, you know, like we 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 elected a black president, and I think interestingly enough, I think a, a big spark for a lot of this was us electing Obama, because, um, I, you know, I I think that for a lot of people, I think it was an an incredible moment. You know, one of the few, you know, like as an adult, one of the few moments I cried was when when he won, you know, the election and when he was inaugurated. Because I think for for many black people i think for we almost we were false we, we were led into this false sense of security or this false kind of feeling of like maybe we're, we're entering into a post-racial america like if we can elect a black president we can do anything because i think we always heard that growing up it's like america would never elect a black president so it was this weird logic of well if if we elected a black president we must not be racist anymore and so i think a lot of mm. people were got very complacent about that um, I think that was kind of one part of it. I think another part of it is that, is that I think there were a lot of things that Obama did that really well. I think he also, though, governed a little too much to the center. And I think that, and maybe it was a, it, it was a, you know, complication of of being black was almost that like 
the right type of black person had to be elected, you know, like, like, and, uh, and which has uh, always been the, the case of, of yeah. any time uh, someone has broken the, the, yeah. the racial barrier. Like he was, you know, and, and unfortunately I think he didn't focus enough on civil rights, um, especially early on. And maybe that was part of why he won is because he was, yes, he was a black president, but he was not, you know, his, his platform wasn't on civil rights and on, on, you know, improving the lives of black people. So, you know, outwardly. And so, but because he was the first black president, um, I think it was such a huge moment for any people that I think we got a little complacent. And then at the same time, you had the racists kind of coming out of the woodwork because like they were not going to have it. And mm -hmm. so you, you had this weird um, situation where then eight years later, they're at a boiling point. Um, we haven't fixed anything. And in fact, like I was um, Cornell West, who's like one of the, the most important, I think, you know, thinkers of, um, you know, uh, of our time um and i encourage you to listen to anything you said on this or on anything but like you know even he said like you know the black lives matter movement didn't start under trump it started under obama it started under a black president a black um attorney general and um the, you know i think one of the uh you know unfortunate aspects of his presidency is that he didn't really get much done on uh, where it comes no. to civil rights and so i think that that was a, a you know i think something that really kind of um blew this out of the water a little bit and that and and that we didn't make any progress on that was really kind of unfortunate and um but 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 uh, you know at the same time maybe it's what we needed because we did need the kind of the the, the that element to come out of the woodworks because now we really know who's you know not that we do but we, you know a lot of people ha have kind of outed themselves uh, on how they feel but uh you know i don't know how i got onto this rant but uh <laughs> well no but um, i think that's important to mention that like maybe the the thing is is like you're expecting a president in eight years to reverse and yeah. and change things that have been going on for yeah 400 plus years like that's a lot of that's a lot of expectation and i actually received an email from someone this morning um who had listened to the podcast that i put out um with my boyfriend and she is a black woman and she basically shared um i'll just read like a, a, a part of it she said um, too many people thought that because Obama was a black man, he could change the systematic racial and social injustice, but he himself was dealing with it even as the president of the U.S. Yeah. And it's saying how black people turned away and all that stuff. But I mean, that's the thing. How do we know? That's 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 the crazy part. I don't know if you guys watched uh, the Netflix documentary 13th, the 13th. Yes. Yeah. It's very good. Yeah, and, I would. Yeah. And it just goes to show like, maybe that was to kind of plead you know who i don't who knows who like actually voted for obama or trump or anything i think all that stuff is bs i'm still gonna vote i'm not saying i'm not gonna vote i'm still gonna vote but like who the heck knows if they did that intentionally to maybe shut up the black lives like what you said it started then but like just to maybe like please the americans and like make it look like we're being progressive when it actually we're not like yeah well it no, I think there's, I definitely think he, and that's a problem. Like, like I get, I think. Tone, if you're really starting to want to go down the, these routes, we can uh, maybe we can <laughs> talk about uh, whether, you know, 9-11. Okay, let's, let's not that, get into that, Justin. Kidding, kidding. <laughs> All right. Um, so, no, so, so I, you know, I find, I, I, it's tough. He's in a, he was in a, a really tough spot because I think he dealt with a lot of racism and he yeah. also had to govern in a way that, you know, I think he had, but I think the, he should have at some point my only not criticism is that i think there was at some there was a point early on where i think he should have realized 
um, you know, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna screw with me no matter what. I'm just I gotta you know I've I've got to fight for what I think is right. And he did eventually, right? But it was a little late. And I think there was parts early on where there were signs early on where it's like, you know what, screw it. Like they, they don't care. You know, I think we saw early on that a lot of the, you know, the the opposition were, were not happy with him being there and they treated him differently. And sure. and uh and he was facing so much resistance, largely I think, because he was black. And uh and I think that that was the only thing where it's like he should have just fought it earlier. Um that and and I but you know, but it, it is what it is. And I think, yeah, it's like, you're not going to stop it. And I think that a lot of us were just gullible in thinking that we were kind of approaching this kind of post-racial America where, hey, if everyone, we can elect the black president, then we're, we're great. And I think it was more of like this kind of a, almost like tokenism. Like, yeah, see, we, we, we voted a black president. So we're not a racist country anymore. And that's what people, I've heard people say. It's like, oh, well, we've elected a black president. So how, how bad is the country? And it's like, no, it doesn't like it doesn't, it doesn't work, work that, way. that way. You know, the no. systems are still you know in in place. And yeah, like um, Tony mentioned, the thirteenth. I highly recommend that documentary. Um, just as a way to show you how easy, um, you know how how not how easy, but just how 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 ingrained it is in our in our country, and and that we you know if we don't um, you know at least pay attention to that, because like just being aware of of that will allow you to see like how you know yes life is harder for you know it's like it's like we talk about privilege and it's like you know privilege isn't that like you know the the poor you know because there are a lot of you know if you're poor and white that doesn't mean you know you can't you can't have a struggle and you can't have a hard life and that that um you know if you if you're a poor white person you're looking at you know you have like a rich black family it's like yeah they're we're not we're oh, not cla- your life classic is classic thing is, you know we're not saying that like Ability. that it's 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 you're better off you know, but it's like your your you know the color of your skin does not play a role in in your place in the world and and how the world perceives you. And I think that's you know the the difference is like if you're if you're a person of color, like that that is like a badge on you. You know, at all times, you know, like people see. You know, I hate when people say I'm colorblind. I hate. I, I kind of really hate that phrase because like nobody's colorblind. Like it's, it doesn't exist. And uh, mm-hmm. and um, if you are black, like you you that is part of your identity in a way that it is not when you're white and, and you know, you, you just will be treated different um, in the world. So it's like, yes, you can be poor and white. Yes, you can be rich and black, but, but like, you know, for example, I, like I'm not, I'm not rich by any means, you know, I'm, I'm happily, you know, kind of middle-class, but like I, I have not known fear like I did um, the other. So I just started driving. Um, I got my license for, you know, in, in January and I had not known fear until I saw a police you know, car with sirens behind me. You know, I was thinking I had to be pulled over. I'm like, oh fuck, please. You know, like I'm uh, terrified because like you, I don't know how to act because I've seen guys get shot mm. with hands their hands on, the on the steering wheel. Yeah, you know, yeah. so uh, luckily, um, I guess he he just wanted me to move over because he was trying to, you know, he he was, you know, on his way somewhere. So like, it wasn't stopping me. But like, I really like, I don't think I've ever been as scared in my life as when I saw the sirens behind me. Um, because you just don't know what's going to happen in a situation like that because you're black. Then that's 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 the problem. You're afraid of getting shot. I'm afraid of getting a ticket. Yeah. yeah. All because of the color of our skin. Yeah. That is know, insane. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like, like that's a great point. Like, you, you know, the, the fear generally, if you're white, is yeah, you might get a ticket in some points on your license. My fear is like, you know, screw the, I'll, I'll pay you, I'll pay the ticket. Just don't shoot yeah. me. And uh, I think the people don't understand that. Um, or if, you, or, or you know, not, if, or if you don't understand that, to, to kind of be aware of that, that there's, you know, that's what. The, the privilege is about you know that's, exactly you know, that's why that whole situation in central park with the bird watch the the the, the dog you guys saw the the dog sure. and the bird watcher um i didn't can you, you elaborate didn't, oh wow uh, that was so maybe the weird, 
I don't think so. The weird thing about <laughs> it is this was like this, the, the video of this was like posted a day or two before the video of the George Floyd thing. So like for a day, this woman was reviled and then like, you know, the protest started and like, it, oh, I don't know if it was a good thing for her or not, but like it, it kind of took, so basically um, there's an area of Central Park uh, called the Ramble where, where pe- I guess people go to bird watch. Um, now, now Central Park, the way it works is uh, if you have a dog off leash, if you have a dog in the park, um, they can be off leash between like, I don't know if, I think it's like 9 a.m. and or 9 p.m., between 9 p.m. and 9 a.m., something like that. Um, mm-hmm. Might be off by an hour or so, but it's, it's something like that. Um, but certain areas of the park, you, you can ha- you, you're not allowed with the dog on leash at all. So there was a woman who, um, white woman who had her dog off leash, um, and there was a, a black man who was bird watching and he asked her to put her dog on the leash. So now I think the video starts where I guess it doesn't show him asking her to put the dog on the leash, but um, it starts with basically, you know, she's, uh, you know, she's arguing with him about, you know, she doesn't want to put the dog on leash. He's asking her to put the dog on leash. She kind of approaches him and he's like, get back, you know, stay away from me. Um, You know, and then she, she's like, I'm going to call the cops. And she basically, she gets on the phone. She starts you know, saying, there's a black man threatening me and my dog. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I heard about it. I didn't see it, but I did hear about that. Because she she starts getting, she gets hysterical that there's a black man threatening her. Um, She, she, I felt horrible for the dog because she's like choking the dog, you know, trying to keep the dog. And, um, and, and so like something like that, it's like, I, you know, I don't know how much of it was like premeditated or how much of it was just her freaking out and panicking, but like, she, you know, it, and, it was and definitely said, premeditated. Yeah, well, it's, to and an it's, it was not hyperbole to say that she was threatening his life in that moment because she's basically Absolutely saying, she I, you know, I'm calling the cops on you, um, and I'm telling them it's a black man. It's like a black man is threatening me, and he was not like, at, at, yeah, it's even attempt, worse, it's basically even worse, murder, it even is. worse. Like she, he's told her to stay away. You know, she got close to him, and he he said back off, and oh she's like goodness. yelling, and so in like a situation like that, like. You, you know, that's asking for like four, you know, NYPD officers yep. to run in guns up, you know, and, and, and shoot him. So it's like that, you know, th- that type of situation is, is, is just terrifying, you know, cause like yeah. sure. only if it's a black man, do you, you, can you do that? And, 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 and that's just, it's like terrifying. And I think she used it as a weapon because I yep. think the, for her, it was like, well, here he, he, he'll hear that. And he's going to, he's got to go. He's going to leave me alone because she's saying it's a black man. And, and, you know, in his case, you know, he, you know, whether you know, showing a certain amount of bravery, he didn't. You know, he kind of was like, okay, call well, the cops. And it wasn't, you know, when she put the dog on leash, he, 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 he was like, all right, great, I'm on my way. Um, but yeah, a situation like that is, it's like terrifying, and it's not, yeah. it's not hyperbole to say it's like, you know, almost attempted murder. You know, it really isn't. Yeah, no, it definitely isn't, and it's funny, and and. and yeah, it came at the the right because everyone was talking well, about that. <laughs> yeah, for her it came at the right. I mean, she did lose her job, um, and lost her dog, but they got the. I guess she got the dog back. But it was like you know she was like the 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 queen of the racists for like one day, and then uh, you know th- then stuff happened in in Minneapolis, and she almost kind of in a, in a way got away a little bit. I mean, I'm sure you know she's gonna have a hard time. You know, I, th- I think especially the nature of the internet now, like you know, her name will forever be associated with this, and um, you know. I, there's a part of me that wants to be a little bit charitable and, and say that it was like just she panicked and freaked out and and uh you know but 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 even if i'm charitable like if i'm, I'm like okay she panicked and freaked out and like i you know may i don't think she should go to jail for it or, or get charged like that's it's even more scary that that was a go, natural definitely well, go to jail. whether or not i'm not saying i'm not saying i'm just kind of saying even if you're charitable like even if you're like okay 
it was a, she just freaked she panicked she she didn't know what to do and uh you know that's more scary because her just by her own kind of privilege was like i'm gonna just use this and wield this as a weapon and, and mm-hmm. if that was a natural reaction how many people is that you know a natural sure. reaction for yeah like either way it's bad whether it, it was premeditated and she knew like she was really thinking that you know even if she thought that through and was like, I'm going to say it's a black man, and I'm going to say he's he's threatening me, and and that's she said to she shut was up. she no no she yeah. said she was going to do that. You're right, yeah, she did. So it's 100 percent premeditated. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So. It's like, <laughs> All right, where do we go from here? How do we? <laughs> well, I, what do we give? <laughs> uh, there's a resource, maybe. Um, there's actually a book called White Fragility. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been it's on my it's on my list to listen to. Um. So it might be a good audio book or book to purchase if anybody is interested in learning more about what exactly that means and yeah. what you can do about it. Yeah. And I mean, I think, you know, get, yeah, like I would read, um, talk to your friends if you're, you know, if you're, you know, if you, you talk to your black friends about their experience um, and, you know, just to gain insight, you know, because it's not, you know, again, it's not to say like, think, I think it gets conflated when we say like it is a racist country um which it is it was you know literally built off the backs of of slaves and but you know that is not saying that all people are racist and so it's not that like everybody is born racist but there are you know kind of implicit biases in there and there's you know things that we see in the media that we've grown up with that that it's hard to change that overnight and i think that the first thing is to to be aware of uh, just to be aware of it and, and that yeah. that is the nature of our that, that is our society and and that if you want to fix it you have to be aware of it and and yeah. that like you know part of you know the, the great thing about america is its ability to change and its ability to to you know um uh, you know improve and we have improved you know it's not like things are are worse and that there are opportunities for for minorities but it, it's still not anywhere close to being fair or even and i think the first thing to do yeah is like read talk to your friends and try to gain a better understanding of of that perspective and again understand that when we say it's a racist country that it's not that it's that the, you know the systems are 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 built on the backs of, of you know hundreds of years of it and that it, it will take a while to fix but that if you want to be part of the problem you have to be aware of that and know that and are part of the solution to be aware of that and know that and you know i think you know, we got to vote. And I think local elections are really important. It's really important that we know, you know, you know, who's, you know, who we're voting for, what their platform is, you know, whether it's, you know, mayor or city council or, um, you know, what, what their, you know, how are they, you know, going to deal with their, the police force? How are they, you know, dealing with, you know, the, you know, the district attorney is, is important. Like things, there are things like that, that we, we get so focused on national politics and to an extent, like, yeah, well, we know who our mayor, you know, mayor is, we know who our governor is, we know who our senators are, but we don't know who, you know, how many people can name who the district attorney is, um, you know, in, in your, in your state, how many people know what the, what your mayor's platform is on policing. Um, and so kind of knowing that and voting that, I think you, you, the, the best way to affect change that you can feel is, is, is locally. And so I think that getting more involved there, but get out in the streets, you know, yeah. you know, go to a protest, um, you know, uh, just get involved. I think is the most important thing. I think the more that we're, you know, if we are a democracy and we're going to learn a lot about that over the next, you know, I think, you know, between now and November, we're going to learn a lot about our democracy and how strong or, or not it is. But if we are, if we're a democracy and if you want to be a strong democracy, I think it, it, you, you, 
the citizens need to be involved in the democracy. And I think that part of the problem with this country, and this is what just, yeah. And part of the problem with this country, and this is going back, you know, for a long time is that I think we have, we've ceded um, the power to the politicians. Like we, we, you know, we effectively like we vote you in and you guys figure it all out. And, and obviously that's their job, but they've, it's, they've effectively, I feel like the politicians have effectively become the, you know, they're, they're more self-interested and it's more about their Absolutely. power. And I don't think they're not public servants. Like they're not out there to, to, I don't, I very few politicians very on le- left or the right, you know, and then you get in as any regular listeners, I'm, I'm very much on the left. Um, uh, but I don't think many of the politicians are, are they're, really out they're there career politics as, as, as public servants. And so I think that if we want to hold them accountable and if we want them to be public servants, we need to be involved. If you want a strong democracy, you need to be involved in the democracy. Yes, mm-hmm. they're the ones that are going to write the legislation, but they have to write the legislation or they should be writing le- legislation that we want. And that, re- again, requires us you know, you know, to be involved. And I think it's not enough to, to not be you know, political. You, know, you, you have to at least on a very base level, know who, who your, you know, who your politicians are and, and what their platforms are and hold them accountable. And I think that's the only way we, we kind of get this country um, on the right track. Cause otherwise like, you know what, it, it's all about corporate interests and, you know, for them, it's like, what, you know, where's my, where, you know, where's my next campaign do- donation going to be? And, you know, when I'm no longer here, you know, where, where's my, where's my job going to be? How am I going to make money? Yeah. So I think that, that's a big, a big part of how we, you know, kind of, how we get to fixing this. So I think just awareness is key. Talk to your friends, you know, get, you know, listen to their perspective and understand that, you know, by, you know, again, we're not calling you a racist. We're, we're, we're saying that the, you know, the system was kind of built on something that we need to fix and, and get involved. That's all. Mm-hmm. And, and all I, I, I want to, yeah, and, you know, we could talk to, you know, we could talk forever about this. I personally think that the, the, uh, the, the best method is the Bullworth method, but that's, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's going to take a while. That'll that'll take a while. I, I want to clear something up between uh, the the difference between racism and bigotry. I think that a, a, a lot of people say, "Well, I, I'm not a I'm not a racist," um, when they really mean I'm not a bigot, right? And there is there is a difference, and it is part of the problem when when you say, "Oh, you know, I I don't hate someone because they're black," but then you go on and say something like, "Oh, but all lives matter," right? That's a racist statement. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So, yeah, you're not personally going to go out and, you know, and want to lynch someone because they're they're black or want to take something away from someone or or like hate someone just for that reason. But when you buy into the system and when you you let it happen, that is, uh, in in effect, racist. So I think that that's something that people need to understand. People get very uncomfortable. White people get very uncomfortable uh, and offended when they're called racist, right? But it, it, it's something that as, as a white person and as white people, I think that we need to deal with and we need to understand and we need to be uncomfortable, right? Because mm-hmm. if you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem. I know it sounds generic, but it's yeah. very true. But I think no, in this case, true. it is. I think that like we talk about with the police, I think if you're, if you're complacent or if you're quiet, then you're, you're, you're kind of complicit in the actions and that, and, and it is right now. And, you know, as things are right now, it is part of the problem. And so, 
um, thankfully, you know, people are in the streets and I think that young people are, are out there. And I think one thing, you know, I think we like to talk about young people as, as, you know, the younger generation is being kind of focused on their phones and, and kind of millennials and we make fun of them, but really like, like we didn't have activism like this when we were, when we were young, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I think this is like, this is, they're doing it on levels that I, you know, even, be, you know, after like Sandy Hook and, you know, this, and, and I mean, like the, I'm, 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 I'm heartened by that and that, that we have a younger generation that is growing up on, and thanks a lot to social media, like social media can be sure. one of the worst things in the world in some ways, but one of the best in, in others. And I think, uh, you know, because of the access to social media, we're seeing a younger generation that is growing up with activism being almost in their DNA. And uh, that's nice. Cause I think that, that then, you know, it will start, we will see things, you know, change for the better. And it might take a while cause we saw a bunch of these kind of old, politicians who are trying to hold on to power but you know it can only be so long and i think again if we can kind of maintain our democracy for the next year or two maybe we've got a chance to kind of pull out of this thing um with a society that is much more accepting of of race and sexual identities um much more than we've ever seen and uh you know in part with the internet i think you you, you'll have groups you're gonna always have those fringe groups but you're also gonna you know largely like people have access to other people and and will be able to learn and hopefully uh, make, make this country better. Mm-hmm. But, so, I guess that's it. I don't know. Um, you know, hopefully, hopefully, uh, yeah, hopefully over the next few weeks, we, you know, start to, you see some, some real change and, and that things don't get too violent. Um, you know, I think I, you know, I'm, I, I understand sometimes that I think with, with the violent part of the protest, obviously nobody wants it, but sometimes when you feel so, helpless you can understand it happening where there's just lots of people and that anxiety and frustration um and i think the problem though with that with the violence is in, in addition to obviously to, to you not wanting it is that it, it then gives the media that to focus sure on. So instead of being like worth, hey. the majority of the violence isn't from protesters right like yeah looting and things like that are is almost it, it it's it's piggybacked on top yes, of this exactly movement. but yeah. the people that are looting are not protesting yeah, and right. there's some great videos of the you right. know, protesters trying to stop the violence and stop. And, well, the crazy part is, is that when protesters are doing silent protesters, even silent protesters are getting hit with rubber bullets. Like people are still being forced to not speak up and like being attacked when they're just just trying to make a statement. Like yeah. that's why it's so crazy. It's like you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. Yeah. So even if it, you know, that's that's the screwed up part is that yeah. I think at any any time when it comes to, you know, um, even the media, like there's many sides to the story. And I think you we all have to kind of do a really good job at really taking it all in and really reminding ourselves, like, what's the root cause? Like, why are Why is this happening? Not what's happening, but why is this happening? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Well, <laughs> if we maybe the first episode ever with no, no fitness talk. Um, but, 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 um, I I thought it was important, you know, for us to, uh, to we are philosophers, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The the original, um, yeah. Premise of the the podcast, right. It's fitness philosophers. Um, so yeah, the, the, uh, yeah. So like, hopefully, you know, you took something from it. Um, and, guess that's it um next week we'll be back with uh with with fitness talk hopefully hopefully things get you know there's nothing nothing else happens in the world that we, we're kind of compelled to talk about um but uh yep i'm ryan george i'm justin guild aka chef sonic reminds me that truth does not sell 
from Tony Maranucci, aka Tips with Tony, a registered dietitian, helping you get healthy one bite at a time. And we are at the gym with